Mulberry Memories, Chapter 11, The Concert of a Lifetime. Music. Though I may make a thousand cheap and stupid monologues, I will never make one so sentimental to my own soul as this one for the subject of music. That is until the next chapter, of course. Be prepared. It's a doozy. However, it really is something special, isn't it? Music connects the human race just as much as it sets us all apart as individuals. Frees us just as much as it reminds us of what holds us down. Whether it holds a metaphor or a cold, hard slap of reality, it touches every single one of us. It can lift you up to the far reaches of space or just take you down the road to the local diner. And its spirit lives on forever in every single one of us. It has the power to make a gladiator out of the lowest mouse. Well, anyway, on to the mouse. It had been months, months, I tell you, since I first laid eyes on the beauty that was Rose. And in all that time, what was the total amount of moves I had put out there to try to become her number one? Well, if you put me on a scale, I was a lightweight and she was way out of my league. Heck, I don't even know if we were playing the same sport. It's like I'm playing mini golf and she's over there playing professional football. I was sick of myself. No matter how hard I'd try, I couldn't even bring myself to talk to her. It's all going to change this Saturday, though. The youth of my church are going to a Catholic concert and convention in San Diego, and I'm going to talk to her if it kills me. I already have the coffin made. Oh my gosh, what should I wear? I'm not going to complain. Not going to throw out any cheap shots. He is just a simple-minded 8th grader. He can't help his hormones. However, oh my gosh, what should I wear? What? You should wear a big sign that says, I've lost my man card. I mean, it's cool that you want to impress this gal. But don't get so overexcited about it. I mean, gosh, you're going to break something at this rate. So the big day is here. I am nervous as crap. If crap could be nervous, I am dressed in my best. A red long sleeve shirt, blue jeans, comfortable boxers, and of course, El Fedora. I think I'm ready. I walked outside and hopped in the car. I wasn't allowed to choose the music for this expedition, which meant this was going to be a long drive. Could be shorter, though, if Rose was in the same car as me. We drove down to the church to meet with the other kids before we headed out to San Diego. Drake, Alan, and David were coming, too. Somebody shoot me now. After taking a picture, me and the knuckleheads grouped up to hang out before the trip.
Hey, David, you went on this trip last year. How is it? I asked. It's all right, I guess. Like, the music's pretty good, but the rest is a little boring, he responded. What is the rest? I continued. Just like talks and stuff. People saying stuff about their personal lives and stuff. Telling us what to do, rules and all that. He continued. They're like, stay in school, said Drake, imitating a public speaker. Just get in the corner, added David in his high-pitched laughing voice. Hey, Stephen, what are you doing? Asked Alan, noticing my playing on my phone with the loud, obnoxious music coming from it. Oh, I'm uh, playing a guitar game on my phone, I said, trying to focus on beating my high score. I must confess I had become latently obsessed with this particular game. Guitar Hero? That must be the ghetto version, said Drake, laughing at me. It's not ghetto. It's cool. I'm getting pretty good, too, I objected. Steven... Just no. That's ghetto. It only has three buttons. How can you play guitar on it? He asked. By being really freaking good at guitar, I said, frustrated. In truth, I had no idea how to play guitar, but it sounded better than letting them win the fight. Which, in case you're wondering, they, they still won. We loaded into the cars. Rose was not in my car. Dang. The drive was long and pretty boring, but we eventually got to San Diego, which felt like a second home to me. Here was where I would make my stand. How can you play the guitar with only three buttons? That would make a good book in itself. I think I smell a sequel. We stopped at a burger joint in San Diego before heading out to the church where the concert was. I nearly drowned with all the mayo they put on my burger. It was disgusting. The thing was dripping. Anyway, after everyone had finished eating and myself throwing up, we waited outside for our chaperones to take us to the concert. Then I saw it. Rose was standing by herself, just chilling. Heck, might have even been floating. I don't know, but I had my opportunity. So I gritted my teeth, clenched my fists, and walked up to her. Hi, I said. And then, in a brief second, the opportunity disappeared. Hey, Rose, come on, we're leaving, shouted Andrea from their car. Rose walked away, not even noticing me. Rejected, said David behind me, laughing. Let's just go, I sullenly said, walking to the car. Oh, bird. 
<laughs> better next luck, better luck next time. You know, I'm starting to wonder if my presence is even needed in this book anymore. It seems to be running pretty smoothly. I might just go take a vacation from all this dark and tragic writing about kids growing up. Eh, it's easy money. Then we arrived. I expected the church to be large, but man, it was bigger than... Well, something very big. We, of course, the contingent from Brawley, were the smallest group there. Very small. We were a size of about 20 people. The next smallest group was about 100, and they were tiny compared to the others. The way we were told the day was going to work out was that we would hear a short opening concert from the Jacob and Matthew band, then hear an inspirational speech, then mass, and then a big party concert with, guess who? Yes, the Jacob and Matthew band. To be honest, I didn't even care. I was more focused on Rose's hair. The band was okay, I thought. I wasn't extremely impressed, but I liked it. I might have liked it better, but I was three seats from Rose, and my big intention of the day was to talk to her. We then heard the inspirational speaker who was saying something rather about not worrying too much about uh, the opposite sex in high school or dating and that we should be focused on finding out who we really were or something. It was a good speech, but I was more focused on trying to figure out how to talk to Rose. Mass came. I consider myself a good Catholic man, so I maintained attention on God for the most part. And then the party concert came, and by this time, I was ready to rip my hair out. It had been all day, and I still hadn't found an opportunity to talk to her. I don't say her name there, because I'm pretty sure you all know who her is by now. The concert was crazy. If you want an idea of it, just imagine thousands of crazy teenagers storming a stage, shouting out the name of the Lord. It was pretty cool. I, however, sat in the bleachers, not wanting to join in the festivities. I was never really a party animal, and I couldn't do the dances they were doing, because my feet were, well, both pointed left. So I sat, and I enjoyed the music. And then I heard a voice from behind me. Hey, Stephen, do you want to dance with us? I looked behind me and saw Rose with a bunch of the other crazy Sacred Heart teens on the top of the bleachers. She smiled at me and made a motion for me to come up with them. I don't really know how to dance, I said, a little frightened at first. It's easy. I'll teach you. She said with a certain sweetness that was indescribable. So I went up and I stood next to her, side by side with the most beautiful woman in the world. Just do what I do, she said, 
and she proceeded to demonstrate a dance that if anyone else had done it, I would have laughed and said it was the dumbest dance I had ever seen. And yet when she did it, it was as graceful as a ballet. So I copied her movements, and before I knew it, we were both singing and dancing, going crazy, and for once I, I felt like an ordinary kid, like someone who belonged. And then we both got tired and sat down during one of the slow songs. I gazed at her with more affection than I had even known I possessed. She then looked back at me and opened her mouth to speak words I knew that would send my heart to cloud nine. Uh, Stephen, look at the concert, she said. Oh, sorry, I said, embarrassed, and proceeded to listen to the music. Then I noticed something astonishing. As for the first time, I really listened to what had been getting said to me every second of that day. As the band played those beautiful songs wrapped around scripture and the utter power of the word of God, as they sang passionately about our mission as human beings on this planet, something welled up in me, and I began to praise God madly for all he had blessed me with. For the first time in that entire day, I realized there was someone I loved, even more than Rose, surprisingly. And as the music filled my soul, I knew that he loved me more than anything, or anyone, ever could. Thank God in heaven on high, and may he be praised forever. Amen. Amen, indeed.